Hi, everyone, and welcome to Gay Men Going Deeper, a podcast series by the Gay Men's Brotherhood, where we talk about all things personal development. Your hosts are Reno, Callan, Matt, and myself, Michael. Uh, for this, our very first podcast of the year, we are going to be talking about how to have self-compassion. We think this is a very important life skill to develop, especially as we begin this year, where challenges continue to seem to be piling up more and more. So to start us off this week, let's go over to Callan. Yeah, self-compassion. I love it. Sometimes I can take it in like an extreme direction and I'm just like, I'm going to sit on the couch and do absolutely nothing today, um, which is a good thing. But self-compassion, specifically going from like 2020, which is the year everything like exploded, um, the world was on fire in Australia, the world was on fire in California, everything to do with politics, everything to do with like, you know, COVID and the pandemic, like 2020 was a heavy, heavy year for everybody. And 2021, it's not like all of that just disappeared. It's not like the new year happened. It's like, yay, peace, love, rainbows, bye. Like that stuff's still hanging around. So yes, there is this fresh energy for me. I feel this fresh energy of like, okay, cool. 2021, like we've gone through the heavy, heavy shit of 2020 and it's still here, but now we can move into 2021 and see where we can take those things. Like things aren't going to change overnight. The pandemic's not going to end overnight. So we need to fight, figure out how we can move forward and how we can go with grace. And a lot of that comes down to like self-compassion and things that I do for self-compassion is like when I have the motor running in my brain of like all the things that I have to do and the anxieties that are going on and all that stuff, I just remind myself that it's my job to just show up and to kind of put everything else aside and to be able to have that self-compassion of like, sometimes I do just need to lay on the couch for the day and play video games and watch movies and just allow myself to do that and not beat myself up about it. Especially in, you know, when a lot of us are still in quarantine, we can't go out, we can't do anything like in the outside world. You have to find ways to sit with your stuff and I think that that's what a lot of like 2020 was teaching us is how to sit with our stuff and to have compassion for it. So um, there's many different ways to actually have compassion. I'm sure we're all going to share our own things. But like some of my favorite things is just to remind myself that it's just my job to show up. I just need to take the next step, the next thing on my list, the next day. And I don't focus on so much the future and all these things that I want to achieve or do I'm just like you know we're in the moment right now just take the step do the next thing give yourself a break take a breather watch some Netflix and like let it be okay it's okay to just be in a shit mood and not feel great um so yeah so that's how I'm kicking off my 2021 is like just take the next step do the next thing I second that I love that and I think what I would say uh, to build on that a bit is when it comes to like emotions is allowing. And then when the word came up of self-compassion for our listeners out there, we just decided this, we decided our topics like just minutes before we start airing. So don't when give we away decided, our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> when we decided on self-compassion, the first thing that came up for me and how I like to utilize it is um, allowing, allowing emotions to be there. Um, I, I tend to be someone who can get hard on myself. Um, and that comes from the, my recovering perfectionist mentality. But I find when I'm feeling anxious or stressed or frustrated or angry or, or whatever it is, sad, lonely, whatever that feeling is, 
the first step of self-compassion for me is just simply to allow it to be there, not to try to push it away, which is my instinct is to try to be like, I don't like this feeling, resist, resist, resist. But I think compassion for me has a lot to do with saying, hey, it's okay. You know, it's, it's okay that I'm feeling down, nervous, scared, uh, all these things, all these things that I shouldn't feel, um, I'm using air quotes, and all those things that don't feel good. Like, there's a lot of emotions out there that don't feel good, but allowing myself to simply have them and allow, give myself permission to feel them it takes the sting away. So for me, that's one way that I like to utilize self-compassion. having some self-compassion right now there Matt yeah I'm just feeling um feeling into a lot right now and um I'm feeling it's really interesting I've um I've just finished a cycle of what I classify as shadow work, which essentially is kind of going into um, that pit, that pit inside each one of us. That's where we store all the little nasty things that we don't like about ourselves. And um, it's interesting, the flavor of this shadow work was, it went on for about 25 days and the flavor was very relational. Um, I was being mirrored back to me, different things about myself. Um, I was mirroring things to other people and then that was coming back as well. Um, and it's interesting, like every time I do this work, like I come out the other side feeling a lot more free and liberated, but I also feel a lot more vulnerable. <laughs> you know, it's like a layer of my ego has been stripped away from me which is a beautiful thing, but that's also one of the, the ways that I relate to the world around me. So I'm feeling like super naked right now. Um, I feel like I have less mask or I have less persona or less, less of what I thought I was, you know, to lead with. And I'm like, like before I was sharing, I'm like, what am I going to say? Is it going to be smart enough? Is it going to be this enough? Is it going to be like, do I even have the wisdom do I even have the stuff anymore because I've done all this work and I'm shedding this part of me and so there's just I'm just noticing that like I feel more like me but I'm also kind of grieving this person that I'm shedding away you know and maybe what I'll do is I'll kind of go into the a little bit of the shadow work that I did and what it looked like for me because you know, I was telling, I was telling you guys earlier that I've had this experience for pretty much most of my life when it comes to spirituality and how I've used spirituality as a way to kind of move away from the things that I don't want to experience, right? If you were to ask me what my number one motivation for being spiritual is, it would be so I don't have to feel all the, the ugliness of life, the messiness of life, Okay. Um, the second reason would be to commune with spirit and to actually feel the love of spirit inside of me. So, but I think what's happened in this last bout of shadow work is I've learned to switch the two. So my, I'm now starting to learn to lead with, to lead with, with my desire to want to commune with spirit. But I'm also noticing that there's this part of me that, um, 
when these really dense emotions come through and they need to be experienced, which I think are so essential, I think suffering is where we grow. I don't think we grow in life unless suffering is present. I really truly believe that. Um, at least the type of growth that's transformative and helping us shed the skins of things that no longer serve us, right? And uh, my mouth is getting dry. <laughs> um, so anyways, I had some really, really dark times in the last 25 days and um, two days specifically stand out for me. And one um, was, it was an opportunity for me to be in the experience of some really close people and I could not get out of my shadow. <laughs> I was really nasty and I was really, really sharp and I was really edgy and um, I couldn't shift it. So I spent a whole day with these people and I was just in this wounded childlike energy, like tantrum-y and I could not shift it. And what, what I was being asked to experience was allowing people to be in my presence when I'm not composed. Cause that's been a big theme in my life. Be composed, make sure everybody sees your perfectness. You know, like, here you go guys, I'm perfect. And um, now this part of me is just being shed. And it's like, okay, bring forward the callousness, bring forward the hardness, bring forward the softness. It all can come out to play. So that was a big part of it for me. And that's one of the ways that I'm practicing self-compassion is allowing all aspects of my being to come forward. And the second, so that was a relational dynamic that was really painful for me. And actually towards the end of the day, I had an opportunity to soften and we were sitting in a Vietnamese restaurant and I literally just hard cried and, you know, and let it all go. And I felt held, the people were there supporting me and whatever, but it was like, it just taught me too that like, we soften in the time that we need to soften. We don't get to choose these things. So it's like being vulnerable is about allowing, like Michael said, allowing this stuff to come through when it needs to come through. Fast forward to, well, five days ago, okay? And this was a very, in my own experience of myself. And I woke up in the middle of the night and I was having terror. It was kind of coming through my body and I felt it in my solar plexus. And I was like, the hell is this? And I was just being asked to start rubbing, start massaging this area inside my body. And so I started rubbing this area, which is an act of self-compassion for me. It's literally just kind of sending love to these areas and allowing the cellular memories of whatever's trying to move to just, you're just helping it along, you know, you're guiding it along. And that went on for about 30 minutes. And then all of a sudden I just remember waking up at like 7 a.m. And I didn't even realize I had fallen asleep. I started my meditation and I was like doing my normal routine because my routine tells me that once my routine is complete, I can feel good about myself. I'm a success, right? And I'm like in the middle of this, and I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? This is so stupid. You know, I'm doing this because I think I have to. So I just started to listen to what intuitively needed to come through in that moment. And I just had this like, massive purge just this this crying just started coming through and it was my inner child my inner child was literally finally feeling like I got it like I'm finally arriving to being able to show up for myself in a way that is just of love you know and um what I've what I've started doing is I've started turning inward 
on, on tending to myself because there's this part of me that, you know, when I was in the, the, the night, actually I should rewind a little bit. The night before this, I was in this really heightened, almost like a panic attack kind of feeling. And I'm literally pacing around my house, like grabbing my crystals, like trying to breathe, trying to listen to mantras. I was trying anything that I could to get away from myself and I couldn't, it wasn't working because spirit was trying to show me you need to sit in this and you need to learn to turn inward on these things. Quit trying to wish them away and be with this part of yourself that's hurting, you know? And, and when I did that in the morning, I, I just started holding myself and I literally felt like I was this like, it, it really was like a reparenting. Like I was this older version of me, which I am now, and this younger version of me, which kind of lives inside of me, I was just kind of cradling him. And I was allowing him to have the experience of being scared and being anxious and being all the feelings that I'm always trying to wish away. I just kind of held him in those feelings. And it was so transformative for me. Um, and it just taught me that I need to start moving towards the things that I'm scared of, instead of trying to use my spirituality or use other people or whatever to try and um, fix that. And there's an, there's obviously a time for those things. There's a time to be scared and to commune with others, but there's also a time to sit with the sadness or the hurt or whatever we're trying to always escape. So <clears throat> for me, self-compassion has just been so transformative and we can't do shadow work without the, the self-compassion. We have to have it. And, um, this is the type of work that's been so transformative for me. Like it is what has shifted me to be the person and the man that I am today is, is doing the, the deep kind of trudging through the swamp of the inner being um, and finding, you know, diff different layers of ourselves on the other side. So anyway, uh, this topic is just, it's, it's so dear to me and um, yeah, I'll just leave it there for now. Well, thank you for sharing that. That was, that's a lot. There's a lot going on. Um, yeah. I think this holiday season, there was a lot of that kind of stuff going on for a lot of people, especially since, you know, people were kind of forced into these containers that are our lives right now. And, you know, you can't really see people, you can't go out, you can't really do a lot. So people are kind of being forced to sit with their shit. Yeah. Um, I should do a whole course on that. Sit with your shit. Um, <laughs> and like, just like be in it. Let yourself feel like shit. Let yourself feel those bad emotions. Let yourself cry uncontrolled. I call it the Oprah ugly cry because that's what she calls it. She's like, you know, that Oprah ugly cry when you're going up so hard <laughs> and like you don't care what's going on or who's watching you. Like, we need to do that. That's important. That's an important aspect. So, I'm glad you experienced being able to like really sit with that. I I was saying to you guys before we got on as well, like I kind of had my own little like moment over the holidays where I like everything just kind of like came crashing down. I just like was in the shower and I just like let it all out. I was just like, Ugh. I just needed to get it out and to just like release that pressure and to like drop down into that space um, and just let yourself feel so bad. I, I explain it. <clears throat> I explain it in the way that it's like there's energy builds up inside of us and there's two ways that I know of to get that energy out. And it's either exercising and going out and like getting active and doing that or crying 
to release these energies that build up inside of ourselves. And sometimes one or the other is more important and more relevant to the energy that you have holding inside of yourself. And not a lot of people, not enough people let themselves really sit and just fucking weep and cry and just let it all out. But like, we all know that feeling of like, after you've cried, like after you've really like, let it all out, all this pressure, all this anxiety, all this fear, all this stuff, whatever it's about. And that moment afterwards where you just kind of like, take a giant deep breath and you're like, okay, like, okay, I did it. Like I, I, I'm here, I'm still alive. I still feel like like you can, you'll still be in your shit probably, but like you've let go of that stuff and now you can, you know, take that next step. And it's so crucially important that you do that, that you let yourself get to that place. Because if you let that stuff build up, like it is going to blow up at some point because we're all human. We all have the human experience. At some point, there's going to be something that triggers you that either you explode on somebody or like it's just like happens to you out of the moment. So if you can have more self-compassion and learn how to get to those places gently and in like a place that you feel safe, it's going to be a lot healthier of an experience to go through that than if you just let it build up and like explode. It's like those people who, you know, you can see they build and build and build and they never say what's wrong. And they're always like, no, everything's fine. And then all of a sudden they explode and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? And it's because it's all this shit that you didn't let go of and that you just kept building up inside. And then those experiences usually are negative experiences because either you're fighting with a loved one or some, you know, something happens or you're at work or whatever. And then it creates this negative experience. And then you go, okay, well, when I do this, this is a bad experience. This is negative. And then it attaches that feeling to, you know, crying and being vulnerable. And that's the opposite of what you need to create for yourself. Because if you create more of a self-held container of like security, and maybe you have those moments in bed or with a loved one in a positive environment, then that's going to show you, oh, I can actually release this energy and like be in my shit. And it doesn't have to be a bad experience. It can be a good experience, but you know, it's everything we do is those learning lessons and how to get there and how to enjoy life. Even when you're going through those shitty experiences to just be with it, let it be move through it. I said this earlier, you have to feel it to heal it. And then, you know, keep going, take that next step. I'm <clears throat> I'm having compassion for <sighs> my grief. Um for the part of me that's sensitive, for the part of me that's performative, for the part of me that's judgmental, for the part of me <clears throat> that feels <clears throat> raw and vulnerable and out of his element today. And 
is listening to you all share very insightful things and wanting to like match it, you know? Um, I'm holding space for him for that. Um, yeah, Matt, when I heard you speak about spirituality as a tool for bypass, essentially, um, me too. Yeah. Um, performance, entertainment, um, my personal style, um, my charisma, my charm. Those are all ways that, um, that I get to be on rather than connected in integrity with my experience. And you said something about <clears throat> connecting to spirit. And what came alive for me when I heard you say that is that I connect to spirit through connecting to my experience and compassion as I perceive it is, is connecting to experience, to my own self-compassion is connecting to my own experience. And compassion is connecting to someone else's experience. I wouldn't have understood that had I not gone through everything that I've just gone through this last week and these last weeks, and this last month, and even this year. Um, 2020 rocked my world. Um, and I'm, I'm really feeling that right now. There's, um, you know, I use the analogy of like a, like a sword being hammered and strengthened. Um, and I feel like I'm taking that beating, but in the best way, you know. And one of the things that I'm learning about myself as of recently is um, the ways in which I've abandoned myself, my inner child, intellectually, superficially. And really what I'm saying is the ways in which I've abandoned my experience, the ways in which I have not embodied self-compassion. And as a result, I have perhaps lacked self-compassion or rather I have lacked compassion for other people. And this softening, this tenderizing, this opening, this breaking down that I'm experiencing right now is, um, it's really creating space for compassion. And, and not just an intellectual understanding of it, but like, like feeling it in my body, you know, I've been hugging and holding myself these last days in a way I haven't in a long time, maybe ever, maybe ever. Yesterday I went for a walk and um, I was noticing my little guy, little Reno, he like 
really wanted to throw his clothes off and throw down the backpack and run into the ocean and splash around. And I had a prior commitment. So, you know, what I would have done previously was just sort of carried on headstrong. But I took a moment inside of myself and I had a conversation with him and I just said, hey, little guy, I know you want to go swimming. We have to get back to the house because we have things to do. But maybe we'll go tomorrow, you know, and we'll do something fun later on this evening, you know. It's like, who talks to themselves like that? You know, I didn't, not really, not until recently. And that compassion for myself is opening doors and worlds to new degrees of compassion for other people. You know, this morning I just had a conversation with a friend and I was like, oh my gosh, how fitting. Life just shows up for me. It's just showing up for me right now. He, um, he sent me a text message in the most playful way, but I think he was also kind of poking at me. And he says, hey, little bitch, right? And I was triggered. I was triggered. And I said to him, I'm not okay with that. And I would like an apology. And he was caught off guard by my reaction. And I said to him, I don't want you to fake an apology. Don't apologize to me if you're not actually sorry. I said, but I do need to share my experience of what just happened here. And we ended up having a conversation about it. And what I got to do was give voice to the part of myself that was triggered by what he said, because somewhere inside of myself, I am a little bitch and, and I believe that about myself. And that's one of the many names that I was called as a child, you know? There's a laundry list of them and they're hurtful. And I learned to become strong and strategic and manipulative and callous and cold and guarded and reactive and whatever I needed to do to protect myself. And I brought that with me into adulthood and into relationships where it didn't need to be, but tell that to my little boy, right? He wouldn't know that yet. We're learning that together right now, that I'm safe, that I don't have to perform, that I don't have to put on, that I am safe, that we're okay. I've got you. We've got each other. We're good. And the people around me might actually love me if I let them, if I give them a chance but I also have to love myself. <clears throat> so my friend and I had this conversation and by sharing my experience in a really honest way, that hurt, that didn't feel good. And here's why, here's what I went through when I was a child. Here's what it means when you say little bitch to me. And then hearing that his intentions weren't hurtful, but that he was in a way poking at a trigger of mine, right? Because we kind of do that, but I was particularly sensitive in that moment. So I couldn't, I was like, not today, dude, not today. Like maybe another day, but today I just, I can't, I don't have it in me. I am sensitive. I am a little bitch right now. I'm a raw nerve, you know? 
that whole experience for me allowed me to have compassion for other relationships right now where I notice I'm poking people too. It's like, oh, right, that's what that feels like. Fuck, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So when we began this conversation and I heard the theme, the topic of today, there's a part of me that was like, oh, <laughs> like, oh shit. <laughs> do we have to, <laughs> do we really have to go here? Um, and it's perfect. It's beautiful. <sighs> yeah, I'm complete for now. <laughs> Thank you. Well, guys, that's a great start to the year. Are you going to say something, Michael? No, I was just thinking I'm not, I'm not, it's not, I'm not, I just wanted to leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, thank you, Reno, for sharing that because we know we got some stuff going on. So I was just sitting here in complete awe of like, wow, like this guy's like so wise right now. Like you were just showing all the parts and it was just like coming through and it was amazing to be able to like witness it and just be like, holy crap. Like this guy's really allowing it to be what it is and to go through that. So thank you for sharing that. I feel that, Callum. Thank you. I feel that and I receive that. And you just, it's so funny. I didn't even bring this up, but I guess I will now. Um, I shared with you guys before I, before we began this conversation that I'm, I'm laughing because comic relief, but it's not so funny. Um, it's just, it's my body releasing. It's, but um, in the last week, um, my niece, who's barely six months old, passed. Um, you know, I'm going back home to connect with my family um, and grieve with them and be with them and support them when and where I can, but also to honor myself, which is new. That's another level of self-compassion that I've not previously embodied. Normally, I, I come in and I save the day and I put on, and then when everyone else is done, I break down but I've made it very clear to my family that I'm coming to grieve with them and to offer support where I can and perhaps in that way by grieving with them. Um, my godmother will be leaving the world today in physical form. She, she's undergoing medically assisted suicide and we had the last conversation we will have and the, the, the last conversation we've had in years as well. I haven't spoken with her in years and so that's big. Um, I'm, I submitted a paternity test to find out if this man who I'm connected with right now or connecting with right now is my biological father. And that's bringing up a lot as well. Um, I mean, there's just a list of things, you know? And so I decided I still wanted to be here today and to not be on and to show up anyway um, perhaps in a way that I haven't previously and allowing a part of me that maybe doesn't get a lot of airtime to, 
you know, to, to just be among people. When I say airtime, I mean, doesn't get to belong, you know, hides. So I just wanted to share that as well. Yeah. And thank you guys for just like holding me, seeing me, witnessing me. And, and, and for, for allowing me to see that it's okay for me to be all of me here in this space. Yeah. I think a lot of what I've gotten from this group, this group of amazing guys um, is I'm like, I resonate a lot with you, Reno, in that sense of like performing and perfectionism and like being on, like I show up and I am my authentic self and I bring myself, but there is that aspect of like, like Matt was talking about earlier, like be on, be, you know, be the good guy, like show up, be the one who holds everybody else. Like nobody holds you. I think a lot of us in this group has that energy about us and through building our relationships, I've started getting to a place where I feel, where I really feel held by you guys, like really feel comfortable. And that's allowed me to show up. And I think that that's a really important aspect of self-compassion is it, it also is relational. Like you have to be able to open up to people to create, like it's this double-edged sword. You have to, you wanna have relationships with people but you have to be vulnerable to develop genuine relationship with people. But in order to be vulnerable, you have to build trust. And it's like this continuous back and forth. And it's not something that just happens. It's not something that you can force. It's not something that you can just like, like when we started this podcast, we wouldn't talk like this, but we've built that trust factor. We've built that um, connection. We've built that energy to be able to go, I trust these men to hold me and to be with me, to go through this, to not judge me, um, regardless of what the outside world might see, think, or do that's, you know, that's for them, but for us, for here to be able to show up and to be our authentic selves and to let these parts show. The only reason I'm able to ever do that is because you guys are part of that recipe. You guys are part of that journey for me. And I'm blessed and grateful that Reno, you showed up today, that you felt comfortable and held enough by us. Because as you were talking, I know that there's gonna be a time when it's gonna be me going through something and you guys are gonna show up and hold me. And then maybe Michael and Matt, like we all, it's, it's you know cyclical, we go through the cycles. And it's just amazing to have seen where we started with this podcast and where we are now, like, I don't think you would have showed up had this been our second or third episode, you know, but now that we've built that energy and that's so important for self-compassion is knowing who you can be that self around and allowing yourself to develop those relationships. Cause that's such a huge part of that compassion part. If you find trouble holding compassion for yourself, I always find it's easier to hold compassion for other people. And then that teaches you how to have compassion for yourself. And then they show you and you show them and you just keep building up this relationship that you are safely held together. Um, so I just want to thank you for 
showing up and for knowing that we hold that space for you, because I know that there will be times where it flips and you're going to hold us. And like, I will be there 100%. Yeah. Thank you. I want to add to, uh, to what you said, Callan, because I'm reflecting on all the growth that we've had. You know, this is now going into month seven, right? Since we've all been relating. And this is, for me, this is my brotherhood. <laughs> you, you four are my brother. This is where all my work is happening. And um, I want to touch on a couple things. So, and I'm not going to go into too much detail because a lot of these things are, are intimate details between us. Like me and Callan have had our dynamic and me and Reno have had our dynamic and, um, and Michael and I, we haven't really had a shadow dynamic per se, um, at least not one that's come to the surface yet, but with, with um, Callan and Reno, I've had a shadow dynamic with them. And the biggest learning that's come out of the shadow dynamic with you guys is that the shadow is really triggered by things that are, that you're seeing in another that are unresolved in yourself. And as I started to work with you guys, there was aspects of you that, that were, that I was, that I was observing in you that were unresolved within self. And as I started to practice self-compassion for myself in these areas, because you guys were helping highlight them in me, I was able to start to have compassion for you guys. And it's so beautiful because I've never allowed myself to go through this process. I've always been like, push those people away, get them out of my sphere. Why? I don't want to feel these uncomfortable feelings, get them away from me. So I spent most of my life running from people and specifically running from gay men because they hold the power to trigger me the most because they are the most like me. So doing this work with you guys has been so transformative for me because it's like, I was laying in bed last night and I was literally thinking of each of you and I was full of so much love. You know, and, and Callan, you sent me that really beautiful message on, on New Year's. And I was like, I reread it last night. And I was like, I just felt so warm. And I was like, if I didn't allow myself to push through with the vessel being self-compassion, push through and allow myself to reach out and be like, Callan, like, let's talk about this stuff. Why is this coming up? What is there for us to learn? And we dug deep and we got to a place now where I really, truly feel like you're my brother and that you have my back. You know what I mean? And, and I, um, I just really value this container so, so, so much because, you know, um, there's so much wisdom in this container and there's so much potential for growth. And that's what my spirit's calling forward, right? Is you guys, and you all are serving a really beautiful purpose in my life. Um, and I'm just, I'm just super grateful. I do have a question that I want to pose to the group because I don't often do this, but I wanted to pose it to the group and see what you guys think. Um, what are you specifically practicing self-compassion for in 2021? What is that part of you that you need to, to practice self-compassion for that's going to help you move through and grow? And maybe while you guys are thinking, I'll share mine because I've already, I've already thought about what mine is. And I'm really grappling with this part of me right now that is um, asking myself, do I have what it takes? A lot of self-doubt is coming up in me. 
because I'm like, I'm being asked and step to step into more of a leadership role. And there's pressure that comes with that. And then I have clients who rely on me and my consistency to show up and all these things. And I'm like, I keep asking myself, I keep coming back to this. Do I have what it takes? And the more I'm being stripped of my stories, because I'm doing this shadow work and my ego is kind of unraveling, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared that like, without my ego, do I actually have what it takes to continue to relate with people in the way that I, and you know, so there's a lot of trust and a lot of faith that I'm being asked to have right now. And I have days where I feel really strong, like today. And then I have days where I feel like, I'm just like, oh, like, I don't know if I can do this, you know? And I'm just, I'm scared. And um, so there's this part of me that I need to have compassion for that it's okay to show up and not have all the answers. And it's okay to show up and let people hold me, which is so foreign to me. And, um, and it's okay to not be composed. My little me is so scared to show that he's not, doesn't have all the answers that he doesn't, you know, have all the wisdom that it's okay to let people teach you and it's okay to receive and it's okay to do all these things. So, and I think I'm really embodying my feminine right now. And that part of me is, is, is becoming a, a really alive. So I think, you know, just allowing more flow, less force, more flow. I am ready to let go. That's my mantra. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so that's the part of me that I'm really having to practice self-compassion for in 2021. Mm -hmm. I laughed when you started talking because it's like this is the exact same thing that I'm struggling with as well. That <laughs> I'm like, uh, it, um, I think it's kind of a mix of like what we've been talking about, like, you know, the recovering perfectionism and um, always showing up, always being on, being, you know, being that center of attention in our own worlds. We are the center of attention in our own world. And in regards to things that I'm putting together that I'm, I'm launching and working on for this year, and there's a lot of that imposter syndrome, like, who am I to show up and do this? Like, why would anybody work with me? Why would anybody do this? And like a lot of that, like doubt and questioning that goes on. And I have to be compassionate, remind myself that like everybody goes through that. Everybody, everybody goes through that. I've been, I was listening to Brittany Brown's um, Dare to Lead. And even she talks about how like, it's still the same every time I go to get on stage, every time I go to give a talk, it's like, I have to just remind myself that these are people and people, 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 like everybody on this planet has their own stuff. The most confident CEO in the world down to like, you know, everyday Joe, anybody, like everybody has their own stuff at different levels and all you have, all you can do is just show up for your, show up for yourself and then thus showing up for other people. And as long as I promise myself that I'll show up for myself, and as long as I'm taking that next step, I need to have compassion for myself to not be that perfectionist, to not feel the need to do it perfectly and be everything for everyone and just show up and take the next step. And allow the universe to be the greater stuff like it's not me i'm just the one showing up i'm just the container that it's flowing through but the universe is the water and i am the tap and like that's a lot of what my self-compassion is is that it's like i'm not the one that is being focused on i am simply the energy that it's flowing through the universe is the one that's the big the big head honcho that that's where the stuff is coming from. And all I need to do is just show up 
And as long as I promise myself to show up, I know that the universe is going to show up for me and with me and to have faith and have trust in that and to really sit in that compassion of like, it's going to be what it's going to be and what it's supposed to be. And I'm going to grow and I'm going to learn and I'm going to get better. And that's what I need to remind myself and have compassion for, for this next year is just take the next step, grow a little more, learn a little bit more, improve a little bit more and just show up. <laughs> feeling those vibes i feel all those vibes from from what both of you said and you know you guys know that i've been in the same spot especially last year and uh i feel like i'm at a pretty good place with my own fear and anxiety not to say that it's gone but and, and doubt but just to say that i've invited it along for the ride like instead of trying to push it away it's like okay you're coming with me fine and that's how i have learned to keep going but also, you know, making sure that I pause to, like we've all been saying, acknowledge it, right? Because it needs to be heard. It has something to say. So that's sort of where I've been up until now. To answer your question, Matt, about sort of 2021, I'd say continue to keep doing that because that's working for me. I would say the next, sort of the next level for me would be the, the shoulds. I'm a shoulder. I should all over myself. You should do this, should do that, should do this, should do that. And it, again, comes from that recovering perfectionist thing. And, um, you know, I went through a lot of my own imposter syndrome stuff, you know, with, with this group um, at the beginning. And so I think that's now taken a, a different form in terms of the shoulds. Uh, so I'm trying to find compassion to do things in the way that I feel is authentic to me and may not be right or perfect or all of those things. And it might, you know, peeve people off or, you know, it, it might not look the best, but for me, it's a lot of the shooting I do. I'm going to find the compassion to get it wrong and then forgive myself. And one of the things, one of the thoughts that I have that feels really good for me when I'm about to do anything, when I'm about to show up here, or post anything, do any videos or whatever, even with clients, like I'll say, I'm going to get it wrong. And that's okay. I'm not, you know, it, it's, it's okay to get it wrong because you don't really get it wrong if you learn from it. And if you allow yourself, I think that's a wonderful place since we're talking about self-compassion to learn self-compassion is look at the mistakes you've made, look at the things you regret, look at the things you've done where you look back and say, oh, I wish I didn't do that. And that may be true, but you can find it within you to find self-compassion for that version of you who acted in that way, who said that thing, who did the thing that maybe you wouldn't do today. Mm. And that's another, that's another place is to kind of do that ahead of time to say, okay, you know what? I give you permission, Michael, to fuck this all up. I give you permission to fail. And that for me is a way that that self-compassion can, can really ease up on my perfectionist tendencies that I've been <laughs> struggling with. I love you, Michael. <laughs> I love you guys. Yeah, for me, I've said this in other episodes, and if this is all too honest, please edit it out. It's fine. But um, I showed up here unknowingly, and you know, to the brotherhood and to this force, and and 
sometimes like kicking and screaming and fighting, fighting it for dear life, right? Like, and I understand now physiologically, like I can feel in my body right now as I'm talking about this, there's this part of me that was just like, no, nope, I, I want nothing to do with this. Um, because it's just been a fucking pressure cooker for me. Um, I've, I've learned something from each of you um, and not something, many things. Um, each of you has been a teacher and this space has been a teacher. And as you see me and hear me right now in this moment, I am literally evolving out loud as we speak. Right? We all are, and I see that. Like the, the work is happening on this podcast, <laughs> you know, constant, like it's, it's unfolding as we speak. You guys are seeing it, you're hearing it, you're in it with us. And today I wanted to run, I wanted to run from this, all of it. You guys, this space, abandon ship, abort, I'm done, I'm out. Because I just couldn't handle, I couldn't handle it. That part of me just didn't think we could handle it. And I, and I showed up here today anyway. And what I get to experience that I haven't is that this guy, he belongs. He can be here. There's room for him here. And actually, I really like him. He's sensitive and tender and he's, he slowed down. He listens and creates space for other people to shine. And sometimes that's hard for him because he's afraid that he'll somehow be pushed out if he's not in the spotlight. And, you know, asking the really great questions like you did, matter. you know, sharing really cool insights like you all do. And so I'm... I'm holding compassion for little Reno and like all the stuff that he's been through and that comes up in relation to other people. You know, um, this is where I get even more honest, you know. Matt, you have been one of my greatest teachers this year. <laughs> and like, in the most loving way, there's a part of me that wants to say, like, fuck you. <laughs> no, fuck <laughs> you. Same piece, um, girl. Same and, and 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 fuck this face and this all of it, you know. But I but I say that with love because it's like oh, it hurts so good. And you know, and like little Reno just wants to like fight. He just wants to like push and fight. No, you don't love me. I don't belong here. Fuck you guys. Like I'm out, you know, he just wants to fight it. But the whole world just wants to love him and, and create space for him. So that's my work this year, you know, is um, allowing myself to be loved by myself and by others, embodying self-compassion for little Reno you know, throughout the year and into the future. Um, and as a result, being able to embody compassion for others and you are seeing it play out live right here, you know, but I, I like this guy. I was scared he wasn't okay here and he, and 
he was scared he wasn't safe here as he is but we're starting to see that that's not the case so mm -hmm. thank you guys for witnessing <laughs> my mess <laughs> i love that <clears throat> i love that because i was the exact same <clears throat> math has been a huge teacher for me and it, it comes from the space of like when matt you were talking about like um like showing up and letting people in in that space and not performing and reno is what like to just be your authentic self and to let all the shit out like i'm in a bad mood i'm still your friend i'm still around but i'm in a bad mood and just just to be there and i've always pushed so many of those relationships away where it was like relationships where somebody challenged me about parts of myself that I was just like no I don't want to face this so I would push them away and our relationship is like in the best way it rubs up against each other because I'm starting to learn that those relationships are the ones that help me grow the most as long as they're in like this held safe container that we couldn't have done this at the very beginning but now that we're in that space, we've developed that relationship that now it's like, I know this is coming from a place of love. I need to look inside of myself. I need to take a look at this. And he's just helping me see that. And I always would push these relationships away all the time because I was like, I don't want to see that. I don't want to admit that that stuff is there. But it's helped me grow exponentially. And now I'm just like, why did I push these away? Like they're the hardest relationships sometimes, but they're the best relationships. And it's like, it doesn't have to be a bad relationship, like a crazy person, like abusive or something like that for it to be a, the type of relationship that challenges you. It can be a loving, totally compassionate relationship, but that that rubbing is good. It's necessary because it it pushes you both forward as long as you know it's coming from that space of love and compassion and holding that container. It helps you grow so much. So I too want to express that like, I love that our relationship has that dynamic that we can be those people to like help push each other along because I know that that's going to be one of the hugest factors in 2021 and like what's to come is that you hold me accountable for being myself in like the auth true authentic sense of it. And that's something that I've been missing that like, I'm so grateful to finally have that because I know that that's just going to like, it's just going to get better and messier for all of us. Like it's going to get messier, but like, it's also going to be like the best mess ever that we're going to be like, oh, wow, look at all this shit. Cool. Well, we're all here together. We might as well start cleaning it up. <laughs> I wrote this quote and it was inspired by you guys. Um, and I put it on my Instagram, but it was the people who, who, have the capacity to trigger us the most by triggering our shadows are the people we have the deepest capacity for intimacy with. And that's what we're experiencing, right? We're getting over the little humps of shadow so we can experience this deep love and compassion for each other and reflect to each other the authenticity. You first have to reflect to each other the triggering so you can clear that away from the ego so the authenticity can shine through. And then once you have that clearing, you're mirroring to each other the brilliance, the radiance, the authenticity, all the things that we're doing this work for. So I'm truly honored to be a trigger. And I'm also truly honored to have you guys trigger me back because it's, it's through those triggers that we get to um, experience this beauty.
Mm-hmm. I want to share something because I'm feeling called to. Do, do you guys okay if I read it? You guys? Go for it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> I love your rainbow cup, by the way. So it's quite long, but I'm going to read it and then I'll share it in the brotherhood. <clears throat> so it's, it's an affirmative prayer for forgiveness because I think a lot of my 2021 is going to be around self-forgiveness and it's just another way of saying self-compassion and they're very very intertwined really (sighs) okay ultimate and act i choose to use the law consciously i choose to trust in the law i celebrate the ever-increasing flow of spiritual energy through all my affairs I am ready to open my life even wider to accept more of the good things in life. In the past, I may have unfairly judged myself to be undeserving, unlovable, or unworthy of abundance. I may have imagined myself to be powerless or somehow disconnected from the universal flow of good. I now realize that these beliefs are simply not true. I am worthy of God's rich abundance. I forgive myself for all my past mistakes and false judgments. I deserve to feel good about myself and my life. I am ready to release all judgments that I have placed upon others. I no longer need to hold on to these feelings from the past. I am ready to be free. I am willing to let go of anything that stands in the way of my greater good. I forgive all people, circumstances, and conditions that may have brought me pain in the past. I am committed to changing my thinking and moving on with my life. As I do this, I trust in the law of circulation to bring me my higher good. The law cannot let me down. The law will not let me down. I am opening up. I am getting out of the way. I am freeing myself from the past. I am forgiving and letting go. And I thank God for the rich abundance that floods every corner, aspect, and area of my life. And so it is. That's beautiful. Thank you for that. That was perfect. I think that that's the perfect place to end today's episode on self-compassion. If everybody who's listening to this, if you're not in the Gay Men's Brotherhood already, you can click the link. It'll be in the show notes or it'll be um, in one of the links that we have below the videos. Also hit subscribe. If you're listening to this on podcast, hit subscribe. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We really appreciate that. Thank you for following us. Thank you for being on this journey with us. Um, We look forward to engaging with you in the community. And I think that that's the best way to start off this 2021 adventure with y'all. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 Thank you.